Welcome to another edition of the Disorganized Religion Podcast, also known as the Dirt. I am joined, as always, by my trusty companion, Deshaun Jones, on summer break from Howard University. Hello, Deshaun. Hello. Now, exciting times here in Matt's office because I have witnessed Deshaun's first ever experience of Coke Zero, which you know that I love. Deshaun, how was the Coke Zero experience? Matt, I came to this with an open mind. I really wanted to give Coke Zero a try. And unfortunately, it just doesn't cut it for me. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's the aftertaste that I don't really like. It, it's just not regular Coke. So I guess I should stop hoping that they're going to hear this and let it, and then sponsor our podcast. Because you're not doing I a good job of that so. at all. Actually, I'm going to get us in deep trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Pepsi to Coke, so... Right, well, Pepsi, if, you, if you're listening, uh, you know, we'll show you some love on the DRP. So glad to have you. Well, uh, so as everyone knows, we are down to the wire in the music madness competition, right? It's getting real. We have it's gone from 16 songs to eight songs to four songs. And now the cream has risen to the top. We have the final currently underway. Voting is now underway between the Juggernauts, Amazing Grace, the number one seed, and the number two seed, How Great Thou Art. Deshaun, are you still still looking to to pick Amazing Grace there? Are you going to waver at all on that? I I think I've got Amazing Grace going all the way. All right. Well, and, you know, to your credit, you've you've picked them from the get-go, so you've been consistent. Um, I'm doubling down. I really think How Great Thou Art pulls it out. All right, Matt's um, looking for the upset. Well, here's the, it should pull it out. Uh, the, the problem may be that when Iowana cheated this past weekend, because she also has picked Amazing Grace, and there I am, Deshaun, sitting there on the platform during worship. Um, I finished the sermon. I feel like it went, it went well, sitting down. We're having the offering time. It's and nice Troy, Troy comes up. <laughs> Who's one of our one of the high school students who sings in the choir? Troy comes up to do a solo and he sings, and, and Troy, a good friend of Iwana's, sings "Amazing Grace." So I couldn't help but wonder: Did our young friend Iwana have some say over which song we went with, and did she in fact have that inserted into the worship service by her, her you know good friend Troy? And or her good friend, Mr. Knable, that is her chorus teacher slash choir director. Uh, I don't know. I, I could help but think that was a little suspicious. So because there she is. I mean, if, if so, then she gets the whole, whole congregation to hear Amazing Grace as the voting is open. Did anyone stick How Great the Art in there? Nope. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted to call foul. In fact, during the service, I did call foul. 
<laughs> I'm supposed to go for, the, for the, the prayer of Thanksgiving after the offering. And I said, hey, hold on a second. Troy and Rob, before you get down there, who picked that song? <laughs> they, they, they both claim, they both claim that it was not Iwana. Okay. So, okay, you know, you say so, but uh, that may very well have tipped the scales in uh, in her favor and, and your to, favor. I'm going to have to text her later. Tonight. So, thank you for her. So, so, right. So, if she somehow had a, had a hand in that, then um, dirty pool, my friend, dirty pool. But in any case, uh, so I, I still think, uh, I still feel good about my pick. It's sh- my pick should win, whether it will. Depends on how many people are really moved by amazing. And, yeah, and by the way, if, if Troy had like, you know, mailed it in, you know, if, if he had really flubbed the How to Be Amazing Greats, <laughs> that would help my cause. But no, Troy, you sing it really, really well. Sounds beautiful. Everyone's amazed. There's cheering. So snarky, Matt. And yeah. So, I mean, yes, I believe Grace is amazing. And I like Amazing Grace. It's a great song. But I just couldn't help but wonder, hmm, is there is there something nefarious afoot? You know, afoot is a word that isn't used often enough. It's not. Thanks for bringing it back to the <laughs> So listen, I have a news story I got to get into before we get on to uh, theological things. Did you hear about Scotty Pippen? I did not. Oh my gosh, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> so apparently, a five-year—oh no, she was four at the time. She's five now. A five-year-old girl uh, somehow defaced his mansion using crayons, and, and the story says crayons and other coloring items. <laughs> Like now, if I tools? if I had, um, I guess I was thinking sidewalk chalk maybe, okay, or, maybe. or I, mean, I guess it could be like you know some watercolors, some paints. Um, but so I got thinking, how much damage do you think? Let's say you let a four year old go to town on the outside of someone's mansion. How much damage could that kid do with her paint items? I mean, give me a give me a monetary number. I mean, like thirty dollars worth, because like what? That's all it takes to like run a pressure washer for a few seconds. And, like, <laughs> right, pressure washer. What? Maybe I don't know. Maybe rent it for a day, sixty bucks. Okay. 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 Um, something like that. So yeah, it's okay. Maybe sixty bucks for the pressure washer. Maybe you got to pay someone to come and do it because you're Scotty Pippen. You're not right. gonna pressure wash your own house, right? So labor's like eighty an hour. We'll play that guy. Pay that guy eighty to eighty an hour. Okay, sure. So you're, you're let's let's say they sit you back two three hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. That, that's reasonable. I mean, to clean up what of a of what a four year old did. I mean, I have cleaned up what four year olds can do in my house, and I never spent three hundred four dollars on it. Um. I will tell you that, uh, Deshaun, you have shot a little low, okay. according to how much Scotty Pippen thought the damage was worth. Because turns out, Scotty Pippen actually sued the five-year-old girl and her family for not two hundred dollars, not three hundred dollars, not a thousand dollars, but a hundred and nine thousand dollars. That's a six-figure. <laughs> No, I, I mean, and I, there was no picture of what the kid did, right? But there's nothing that kids do. What must you have done? I mean, is he suing for emotional distress? <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, maybe if you're letting a four-year-old walk around in like a museum full of priceless artifacts or like works of art, maybe they damage something that costs one hundred nine thousand dollars. But for her to somehow do something to someone's house, <laughs> um, and I mean, and, and Scotty's got six championships, right? Right. Come on, Scott. It, can, can you not afford? What judge allowed us to like? <laughs> well, it hasn't gone to court yet. I don't think they're, they're still in the middle of it. Uh, but I mean, man, I, I can't even. I so badly wanted to see a picture of what that kid did. Uh, I, and maybe it's impressive. Maybe, maybe there was a crayon truck, and she accidentally opened the back, and it all spilled onto his front driveway. I don't know. Uh, but man, hundred nine thousand dollars worth of coloring what if it was just something as trivial as like scotty Pippen sex <laughs> oh so so maybe it was defacing him oh um we know scotty didn't want to didn't want to go into the game that one time um <laughs> so he does he does have a he's insultable <laughs> i guess um yeah i would love to see what that kid did so, so. Well, man, I wanted to get into some meaty stuff today. Let's do it. I know, I know that uh, you know to go from Ioana cheating in the music madness to Scotty Pippen's coloring accident. Uh, that's some light stuff. But uh, since we were together last, the Roe v. Wade decision was overturned. Ooh. And I'm, I was curious. Now, I guess you were on summer break already when that happened. So you weren't yeah. actually up up at school. But have you? I mean, have you heard from college friends like what that was? Oh, yeah, I had some friends who were there, like, outside of the Supreme Court building. Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, because, uh, uh, listener, in case you didn't realize, uh, Howard University, where Deshaun goes, is in Washington, D.C., so, uh, so you guys, people still were there, I guess, like, summer classes and stuff, so what, what was the... Um, they were pissed off, that's, I think that's, like, the only way I can just describe it, um, I think without, without almost, like, without a second thought. Like, I had friends who, like, they saw that decision come through the news cycle, and, like, they were, like, we're going down here, we're joining, you know, hundreds of other folks, uh, I think close to thousands, who were just converging on the Supreme Court, you know, to express that we were pissed off with that decision. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to, you know, be up there, because uh, there was some, I mean, there's, there's no one who shows up to the Supreme Court for this kind of stuff who is a moderate, right? Who feels moderately interested in this. I mean, it's, uh, and, and you see like the, like the rage on people's faces both ways, right? Um, so, um, you know, I, I, was, I was curious to, you know, to hear what you've heard from church friends, from, you know, people in your circle, because obviously you're a candidate for ministry and you, you have those circles too. So what are you hearing out there? Um, I think I've heard a little bit of everything from like every side of the argument. And I think what's always the most disheartening is that people have pitched their camps on one side or the other and are just completely unwilling to budge. And so I think when you, I think that's how, you know, you come to the places of gridlock that we're in right now, where like, I've got my camp, I've got my people and we're going to just stand and we isolate ourselves from one another and we, you know, we tear down every like bond of community that we have because we just won't listen to someone else. Um, now, whether I think you're right or wrong, that's a different thing. Uh, but I think just leaving the door open to have discussion about it um, is something that we just don't do. And if we do try to have 
dialogue about it. It's not discussion. It's not real dialogue. It is finger pointing and yelling and screaming and shouting at one another just angrily. Um, so I think that does a lot more harm than good. Um, like personally, like I know what I believe um, and I know the anger that I felt with that decision coming out. Um, I was not surprised at all. Uh, but, you know, when something like that happens, you know, you, still, you have to allow yourself to, to feel the anger. Um, and then you just have to, you know, you, you kind of shift gears and you, you, have to, you have to think, you know, well, what does God call us to do in these moments? Well, uh, <laughs> and like, uh, and what like our responsibility is um, as truth tellers, as justice seekers, as neighbors to people who have been affected by this decision. So how can we show up for the people that we need to show up for in these moments? Yeah, I, I heard, a, I can't remember where the quote came from, um, but really kind of struck me how um, it's really true that the solution to a problem is always simpler the farther away you are from the problem, right? So, you know, you have politicians right who are way up here and are not in the room with a doctor and a patient you know they're not you know in the in the living room with that family um you know the thing that disturbs me the most uh, i even mentioned this in the sermon the week after this happened uh it disturbs me the degree to which churches have how many churches have celebrated this and, and cheered as as this is a victory for the church or you know for the for the gospel i think if anything this is a huge setback for the gospel because i mean look full disclosure my wife is adopted my niece and nephew are adopted i i'm i'm content to tell anybody that it would be a great gift that you're giving to someone who is unable to have kids, but who wants to, I mean, gosh, you are giving them a gift. Unlike any, I know it's, it's nine difficult months. Uh, I've seen two kids be born myself. I know it's not a, there's no picnic, but I would still say you have the ability to give this amazing gift to a family that will love to be a family, but, but can't. Um, is it my place to tell you what to do with your body? No, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. And I wouldn't say that I really, I know every situation well enough to say I can even advise you with certainty what you should do. Um, so, but beyond that, this is another one of those cases where the church is using the government to make people behave in a certain way. And we've, every time I feel like we get invested and get in the government to make everyone behave like we think Christians should behave without sharing the gospel and inviting them to faith in Christ so that there is internal motivation to follow Jesus, not us forcing you to do what we think Jesus would have you do. Um, Cause we all know Jesus has never spoke to abortion, you know? Um, so I, you know, it disturbs me so much when the church puts its faith in the government to change the world instead of, leading people to Christ to change the world. And so I, I was disappointed by, you know, obviously disappointed by 
the government inserting itself into one more thing that really I would hope people could make moral judgments about based on their faith and not based on being forced to. But um, yeah, it was just hard to watch and, and hard to watch, uh, you know, the, the church be lumped together with, yeah. you know, no matter what church you're in, like you must have been part of that and for that. Uh, we're doing a sermon series in January uh, about church PR and it's, I mean, there's a survey out now, a Barna survey says that um, of people that don't go to church, 44% think the church has a negative effect on the, on the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 30% are indifferent. 20% think it's positive. <laughs> like one in five people who doesn't go to church has a positive view of it. You know, and I, I mean, I get it. If you were that positive, you'd go, right? But still, like one in five? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you think of all the things we've done and the ways we've kicked ourselves in the, our own selves in the head by yeah. all of our scandals and our, you know, and then hiding them. And so this is one more thing for the church to have to overcome, to come back from. Um, but I, I derive a lot of uh, hope from the promise that this is the church of Jesus Christ and the gates of Hades want to overcome it. Um You know, the gates of Hades were where you go when you died back then, right? That, so the church will not die. It will it will preserve, um, and it'll it'll even outlast. It was here before the U.S. Supreme Court. It'll be there long after. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so our hope is not in the Supreme Court or in the government. Our hope is in Christ, and so I'm content and hopeful for that. Um, when do you go back to school, Deshaun? Uh, sometime in mid-August. I haven't decided on like a specific date to pull out yet. Got it. We did have COVID last week, nice. so um, I had the fun experience of telling my staff on Saturday, uh. I tested positive. I can't go tomorrow. And they all had to scramble to pull together. But I will say they did a great job. It was VBS Sunday. Um, the funny thing was I was supposed to get a pie in my face because the boys won this contest of yes. collecting office supplies. Um, I almost bought office supplies. Up <laughs> I know. I, I put this appeal on, on, on Facebook. Listen. I'm in danger of getting a pie in my face. You guys need to bring some some kid, some uh, slides for the girls, and that like tripled the income for the boys. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not helping my own cause here, uh, but uh, yeah. So so I got out of that, but then um, I'm recording a message for everybody uh, to play and worship the next day, and my wife pied me in the face <laughs> for them. So so we we tried to do our parts. Good times. Well, friends, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on the DRP. Uh, as always, it's a privilege to hang out with you. Uh, my buddy Deshaun with me again, as always. Always good to be here. So friends, you've been listening to the Disorganized Vision Podcast, also known as the... Derp. We are out. See y'all.